0: From the world of AV programming and control with James King, I'm Steve Greenblatt, and this is Ask the Programmer. Hey, James, it's back to uh, an episode with you and me today, and uh, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing great. I always love it when we have our guests, but it's also great just talking with you and talking about programming.
0: Yeah, we get, we get to talk shop, uh, and not that we don't do that enough on our own, but uh, it's nice when other people are listening, so... Um, what we thought would be a good thing to talk about today, and I think we'll will be one of those that when people hear it, they'll they'll get a little bit of a chuckle. But we're gonna talk about bad programming. And what what do we mean by that? It means um what happens when programming is the cause of issues that are hard to identify or um or is something that is um could, could possibly make a product or a manufacturer or, or some, some other um, third innocent, you know, third party look bad because the system wasn't programmed properly. And, and, um, you know, that, that sometimes means that, you know, when you say it's not programmed properly, it may mean that it wasn't done the way a client expected, or it wasn't done right, or it doesn't work, or, or it just may be just something that's Kind of bad under the hood. It could could work today, but not tomorrow. So, um, I'm sure that everyone can probably relate to this. And um, James, let's um, let's kind of dig in there a bit. You know, I I tend to tell people when when they say that this doesn't work and they they look at it and they start blaming the manufacturer. I right? I usually say. Let's let's take a step back first before we we start pointing fingers and and try to troubleshoot and really get to the root of what the issue is. Um, what, what what's your take on this? Because I'm sure that you've had similar experiences.
1: Oh, I agree, and that's the thing is I we have mentioned numerous times that no one really knows programming. They it's something under the hood. They don't see it. They can't value it. But you know. Every product, ha- uh, hardware has their name on it. You know, you have a Crestron panel or you have an Apple iPhone or you have a HP computer. And so when something goes wrong with one of those, it's, oh, Apple sucks or Crestron's a problem or HP's a problem. Well, it could be just simple. Someone who wrote the code
0: did something bad. <laughs> Without a doubt. Uh- and and it's it actually is it's one of those things that those of us i think that are trying to weave the flag and and try to get people to respect programming and programmers you know that those are that those are the worst situations especially when you see somebody that is going to pull out a whole system because they think that it's the product not the programming i mean i don't know i when i hear that i i i just I want to scream usually because it's we we know that it, the product it, the pro- products have been in existence for so long it's it's uh, you have you have to give them the benefit of the doubt. Um, yeah.
1: Oh, but, I was going to say, like, especially our AB products. So look at most of the AB product; they're workhorses. They run forever. Normally, they get replaced due to features that they don't support the new features. Like, everyone had VGA systems. And then when HMI came out and T and AV or IP, the VGA systems still work. They didn't support those newer systems. So you had to replace the hardware. But a lot of times, like you said, yeah, people will be like, well, I need to totally upgrade this room because our hardware is not working. No, the hardware's working. The programming is not working. There's a bug in the program. There's a uh, something bad in the feature there that is causing you pain.
0: And and I think too, it comes down to the people who put it in. How what, what was what was their um, their level of expertise? Perhaps they were working with something that they don't normally work with, um, and and because of that, they. You point fingers rather than taking responsibility and saying I, I need to involve somebody who's better at this than I am, more comfortable with it. This isn't my strong suit. But instead, it a lot of times it comes down to it's the product, not not the not the programmer or not not the person.
1: Oh yeah, it's it just like on the network side, it's never the network of fault, but it's always the network's fault. Just like in our world, it's never the program's fault, but it's always the program's fault. <laughs> it's like people blame programming once in a while, but normally the products get the blunt of it. Um, and we as programmers can really like lessen that by making sure our products or our code is reliable and scalable and you know does what it's supposed to do. But unfortunately, not everyone does that.
0: Let, let's expand upon that a little bit because that, that's kind of where I was hoping we would go. Um, it, it's one thing to say that this is happening and this is the case, but how how can we help to either prevent it or um, bring light to the fact that uh, we we need to identify when it, it is programming and not product, and and how to uh, make sure that. A client is getting the proper programming that they need.
1: That's when we need to expand the knowledge of programming like that you and I are trying to do with platforms like this is how many integrator companies or how many tech managers who might be listening to our podcast, which I love it, I love hearing this, who may not understanding programming, but yeah, they go in their job and they're looking to go, Oh, well, this is failing. And it's, it must be the manufacturer. We need to switch manufacturer, but now they may make a, well, it could be a program. Maybe the programmer made a mistake. Maybe they were over their head. Maybe it was a new product for them or unfortunately it happens. There are bad programmers out there. Just like there's bad installers and bad managers and, Bad construction people, there there are bad programmers out there. Um, so I think expanding your knowledge, expanding a horizon, understanding, are they expected to go and write code? No, but understanding, well, maybe it's not the hardware. Maybe it's something underneath is uh, probably what we need to look at doing more.
0: I I really like that idea, and, and you know I think it could be done in two different ways. In fact, I honestly think, and you know, we we you and I don't talk about this probably as much on the air as we talk about it separately. But this is probably a lot of the reason why there are internal integrators, mm-hmm. and um, you know, because clients need to be more in the know, they need to be more capable, they need to be able to hold more people accountable. They need to be able to understand what is what is good and what is bad, and how to identify the difference. Not necessarily be able to do the work, but be able to um, police it, let's say, or to to you know um, set set the requirements and hold people accountable to it. Which, in my mind, is only going to make everybody better. And you know, because because we're, if we're all striving to do our job well. Those are people that are going to appreciate us more, um, and and then the other side is 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 there an, a need uh, or a value for somebody to involve a third party to say what I got? Can you audit this? Can you can you validate it? Can you tell me that what I got is going to to be solid and and um, is is going it, it it meets best practices? Let's say.
1: Oh, I, I think you really hit good two good paths there. And I want to take the later one actually. To, uh, one is having someone audit is very key. Even us as a getting another programmer to audit something of yours is a good way to do it because we all get biased. We all I mean, I know I've done this myself numerous times where I know how my system works. So you know those little tweaks you're like oh this is not a problem but boom hit this button uh, it takes a you're used to it you know how you expect it and then you give it to a user and they're like wait why is this not doing this and because you got that bias you you, you, you didn't fully took yourself out of the environment so taking like even my example of taking my code and giving it to say someone like steven to say hey let me know what you think of it and then have it that unbiased feedback come back is the what we need. And then go with the first one is having the knowledge to. Well, I'm trying to where was I going with that? Um, I mean, we all like, like you said. We, that's why I got hired for my position. I got brought in my current position because I was the SME in AV. And that they needed someone who really understood AV. And my boss has said that numerous times. He's like, I don't know AV like you do. And that's why you're here because I'm, we're going through this project and we're finding things that we need to address and fix. And he's like, Yeah, I would never have caught that. Now we caught it, we're fixing it, we're moving it forward. And that's nothing against my boss. He's a great in his SME field. And he's a great leader, a great boss. And that allows me to be the SME in the AV side and come to him and be like, we need to make changes to this. And I'm already starting to do that with this project.
0: And I think it's important to point out what you just said too, because it, <clears throat> from his perspective, it's, it, it works and it's good, but you're thinking a few steps ahead. And not everybody has that foresight because what you're saying is is that this is going to be good in certain situations and maybe uh acceptable in a in a in a contained environment. But now when we put it when we stress test it or we put it into a an, an actual uh live space, we're pro- we may run into these issues. And and that's I think also why some of the this you know, bad programming or or, you know, um, maybe uh, uh, like unfinished programming, we'll call it, is not, uh, you know, it comes to light. Oh, yeah. And then
1: another way, these things just get blamed. Like, we, in our current project, we were having an issue that actually, ultimate, being, um, was a HDCP issue. It took me the integrator and a couple of my contacts are like just talking spitballing and we figured out where the issue was but how many people especially tech managers who didn't know programming or didn't even know AB would have been like okay well it's the gear's fault we need new gear when it wasn't it was just a setting on the gear that we had to change
0: so so if we were to try to figure out what we can do to make this better we, you know we talked about you know, an outside um, opinion or feedback, and we talked about you know raising the the knowledge uh, and and having um, the 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 client be more um, understanding of the requirements and and what what is good and what is bad. It, it, is there something that's tactical that you use or that you recommend? Can there be checklists? Can there be um, a test procedure? Could could there be like in in, uh, maybe more detailed requirements, is there something that we could use to get that favorable outcome, maybe with less pain, if you will?
1: I don't know. I saw pain was always fun. Um, (laughs) That's why we're all in AV. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I don't don't really have an answer to that one. I mean, you would think for all the stuff we've dealt with, we have, those checklists and those procedures, and we might like. I mean, there's things I normally go through and hammer, but is it a one that just fits my environment, or is it one that can be used everywhere? I, I really can't answer
0: that. Um, so yeah, that's a hard question to ask and answer. I, you know, I've always thought of one thing that and and it's kind of a little unrelated to this, but could could help um with the conversation is the having the programmer, installer, integrator, whomever actually see the system being used by the actual users in a true common situation could be very enlightening because somebody once asked me and they said, have you ever used a system that you've programmed? And, you know, that's, that's actually a really good question to ask people because it, it, um, you you can, I think, appreciate things a lot better by actually being the one that has to use what, what you've, what you've created.
1: Yeah. And also to add that, that brings up a good point too is not just using it, because like I said, we'll bring our own bias because we wrote it. We know how it should work. But actually sit back and watch a user use it. Mm -hmm. See where their pain points are. I mean, I know I've done that with my systems I program where I have put it in a a space. I'll use it in a test environment. I'll bring a user in and be like, use it. And I sit back, I give them no other directions and I see what they do. Because I know I have my bias. I know I have a certain way of doing things. And I'll be like, oh, it works doing it this way. But is that how the user is going to use it? Like I always sum up and prime example when you look at new buildings or you look at anything uh, building wise and construction wise, is look where people put sidewalks, but then look where people walk. Sometimes they don't match. And you're wondering, well, why? Like, why aren't the students walking along the sidewalk? They're walking across the grass. Because they're going to take the path at least resistant. The path they feel is the best path their way. They don't want to be told how to do things. And the same thing with our systems. Like, again, I say a good uh, test is put it in front of the user, give them no directions, step back, see how they use it. See where they break it.
0: Yeah, I, I think that that's a a wonderful idea, and um, and I like the way you said that you're giving it to them without direction because you're you're now let, letting them interact with it and getting to see what what their feeling is and how they 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 may get frustrated. They may be the ones that says this doesn't work, and you know, kind of going back to the beginning of our conversation, blaming the equipment. <laughs> When, yep. when we could say no, we can we can do better.
1: Yeah, and then after they get use it to show them some of the key features is also a good thing because I know, uh, in my realm, and again, I, I don't know if there's any official term out there of when you actually mute the projector, the image on the display. I always grew up calling it blackburst. Other people call it AV mute. Whatever. But the thing is, not many users know about that. So I was actually working with a user the other day in our new room, and they were bringing everything up. I let them use it, showed them they really use it. They understood it. Then I'm like, well, you know, if you wanted to bring up your email, but you didn't want the class to see it, hit this button. And they're like, "Wow, that's pretty cool." I didn't even think about doing it. So now they knew how to use the system. They could go get their function. Now you showed them the advanced features. The more uh, to us it might be common feature, but to them it's an advanced feature
0: absolutely. i i I think that those are really great tips. I think that's probably a good place for us to wrap this one, but it, um I think it's an important topic and and it it also gives us ability to really kind of tie back to, to the root here of who we're trying to serve and be, being able to challenge ourselves to be better and, um, and, and try to uh, hold each other accountable to do a better job of um, uh, or, 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 or improve our uh, client satisfaction, let's say. Um, James, how can people get in touch with you, learn what you're up to, and um, uh, continue this conversation?
1: As always, you can find me on the internet. Just Google me. You'll find me. But Twitter, AV underscore um, James King. Uh, AV and AM. That's uh, normally where I'm on Twitter for. LinkedIn a little bit here and there. Uh, writer for hired Digital Magazine, the IT and AV column. I uh, have a board member. Again, Google me. You'll find
0: me. And for me, you can reach me at Steve Greenblatt on social media platforms. You can read some of my writing on AV network, as well as commercial integrator and my company website at controlconcepts.net. We we definitely wanna hear more from you. We want to have some more listeners on the show. We want to answer and address the topics that are most important to you or that you want to hear about. And we also wanna continue some of these conversations. So the best way to do that is to leave us a message, reach out to us, uh, comment, Um, post and reshare some of this content and help us grow this audience. Uh, You can listen to this show on your favorite podcast player, Apple and Google Podcasts, and you could also watch on YouTube. So with that, this has been Ask the Programmer.